0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Knock It Off, our weekly podcast on all things real life and real time, adulting and motherhood, named after our father's go-to phrase when we are pushing the bounds of his patience. This is brought to you by two unqualified and quirky moms with the hope that we help you feel less alone in your plights. This week you have Bethany Bell, I am sister number two and mother of three. The other sister behind this endeavor is Kara Wood. This week, I'm going to be talking to you about an experience I had with my two older children this week. I hope you enjoy. I feel too much of what my children don't even feel. A lesson on realizing kids have their own experiences. My oldest child, Sawyer, was off of school for the Monday, a planning day for the teachers. My middle child, Callahan, heard this news and abruptly asked to be picked up early from preschool. His emotions are so apparent and delicate. Trying to teach a five-year-old why we can't measure life in, quote, fairness against his older brother. Sawyer and I picked him up before lunchtime and headed up to the local bookmine with a stack of used and read books. There, they accept trade-ins and buy books they want. We haul three small to moderate-sized boxes to the trading counter, signed my name to a slip, and headed out to grab some lunch in the area known as Avondale. It's an artsy, eclectic spot with various independent restaurants and retail spots. We decided on a small diner that looks to have set up residence in the 1950s. It's walk-up counter service with a small number of pleather booths lining the opposite wall. The decorations consist of an old, have you seen my cat that doesn't call when answered and smells like vinegar sign? And another threatening to charge you $10 if you are grumpy or irritable. Can we use that line to deduct money from our bill due to our server's attitude? Because Lord have mercy. After we place our orders, mine, a turkey melt with roasted peppers and Swiss with chili cheese fries, and the boys picking any variety of breakfast griddle pastries topped with as much sugar as one can order, we settle in to enjoy the atmosphere and wait for our food. The exuberant host that sat us brings over two blank sheets of paper, places one in front of each of my boys, and a can of crayons in the middle. Get to work, make me something good, he says, and saunters off. My younger son asks me to show him how to draw a pumpkin. The older child intercedes and begins to show him on his own sheet. He stops there, signs his name to the art, and considers it a job completed. He returns to sipping his Sprite. Callahan continues drawing a variety of a pumpkin-headed person next to an insect of sorts, taking time to color in various sections of the sketch. The host walks by to the booth next to ours, where sits a boy whose age likely falls in between my two sons. He has drawn a miraculous depiction of a fox, in line with the theme of the restaurant. The host is overjoyed at his creation, lifts it up into the air, rings a sort of vocal bell to grasp the attention, and announces that this piece of work will be proudly displayed on the front window. The patrons cheer. My boys look on and look back at their drawings. Meanwhile, my insides ring alarm bells of their own, sending the sound of my heartbeat into the space between my ears. I am vicariously experiencing what I perceive my kids must be feeling. Inadequacy. Lower than. Not good enough. I smile at the little boy, Picasso, who is glancing our way, and then smile back at my son's. As the host walks past to mount the masterpiece, he pauses to look down at my son's drawings. Better step up your game, he remarks jovially. The boys give a slight chuckle and or acknowledgement and jump for the crayon can again. My eldest begins adding to his pumpkin by nestling in a dirt graveyard and adding an adjacent haunted house. My younger son continues coloring in his previous pumpkin person with a thoughtful detail. I am literally panicking inside, wondering what is happening inside their heads. Are they having one of those formative childhood moments of dread that they are not one of the chosen ones? Are they embarrassed? Are they just enjoying the challenge set before them by the host man? I don't know. I don't pry. But I ache. My mother heart just aches. Sometimes, I don't think my masked sensitivity can handle situations like this for my children. So I incorporate sarcasm and exhaustion into my parenting personality to shield myself from feeling it all. Back to the scene. We are wrapping up our meal and preparing to leave. The two drawings remain on our table waiting to be discovered. Before my boys have a chance at further rejection from the host who determines who makes the front wall and who does not, I tell them, These are lovely pictures. Can I take them home? I want them. I tuck them away into my purse, taking careful attention to crease them carefully as they look on. Later, I'm conflicted about my behavior. I want to shield them from pain, so I did. I won't always be around to be able to do that, but I also know we need to feel it sometimes. However, it's possible the host man who seemed genuinely kind-hearted, may have scooped both of their drawings up and placed them alongside the Kid Picassos. It's also possible the drawings would have remained on the table to be bussed away as soon as we departed, tossed in the trash receptacle and smothered by toast crust and dirty napkins. I surely would have overcompensated at the point of exit, gushing over the drawings as we left, holding them up proudly, aware that the kids knew they weren't picked. They would have known mom was hyping them up because she's their mom. I don't know because I didn't allow the situation to play out. I wanted to control the narrative. Leaving the restaurant, I am in emotional turmoil and the boys are high on three times their daily allotted sugar intake. I recommend we finish walking the strip of local shops and turn into the next street over, which is residential and full of historic homes to make the journey back to the car. The boys begrudgingly comply, and we begin the leisurely stroll, stopping in front of the children's boutique to admire the adorable pleated jumpers and strikingly real-like pet puppies sleeping in their respective tiny beds. As we turn right into a neighborhood, Sawyer is drawn to a concrete wall of sorts, steep on the incline and screaming, climb me! He does, and Callahan naturally follows, but because of his agent's size, he needs my help. I hold his hand as he begins the trek, his little feet pointed at so sharp an angle from his legs. He makes it and walks the concrete balance beam until it ends in a gleeful jump off onto the sidewalk. We pass a variety of homes, all unique in architecture and spooky decorations. The skeleton game has advanced rapidly over the past few years, I think to myself, as we observe a full construction crew of bones directing traffic past a corner lot home. Suddenly, we glance ahead across the street to a vision of color. All varieties of pink, blues, purples, yellows, and greens are before us. In unison, we all wonder out loud, What is that? and leap across the road to find out in the front yard of a historic home is a beautiful crafted scene of the Disney movie Encanto, complete with a mini casita, Bruno's vision cave, Isabel's floral room, a Dia de los Muertos remembrance table, a mercado market, a succulent garden, a abuela greeting people at the entrance. There are clues numbered one through 10 for children and adults to solve. We walk along the creation in total awe as no detail was spared. I was completely enchanted, wondering how humans made this possible, how we happened to stumble upon it, how mystical it all was. At the end of the visit, we sent some money to the local organization they requested donations be sent to. As we walked away, I remarked out loud, think about if we hadn't chosen to go down that street. We never would have known it was here. I know, right? Said the eight-year-old in his eight-year-old way, and a chuckle escaped at the sound of his confirming voice that was reminiscent of an adult friend. We drove home, picked up their little sister from school, and returned to the schedule that is our life. I so enjoyed the time with my two oldest alone in an area we are not as familiar with, Exploring and visiting with one another and just simply taking our time to really experience what is in front of us. Time to allow the mysticism of life to unfold. I loved it so much, tears developed as I asked God to have more days like this day. Later that same afternoon, unable to help my overanalyzing, overthinking personality, I asked the boys what they thought of our time at the restaurant. Good, they stated in unison. It required further prompt as a mother to the Y chromosome. Was there anything specific you felt or remember from it? The oldest immediately replies. Yes, the nice host guy. Here it is, I think. The formative moment of inadequacy. After he walked away from our table, I heard him talking to two other men. He said the F word. Woo. Also great. I breathe a heavy sigh of relief. Then Cal, who had ordered French toast only to be told by the chippy server they were out. I have a memory. They had no French toast. I really like French toast. So perhaps it was a formative day, but not in the way my fears originally manifested it to be. Maybe it wasn't one of burning childhood pains that will be unpacked over multiple therapy sessions for which they will later bill me. Maybe it was a fond experience of spontaneous wonderment my boys found with the woman that is their mother. And maybe that's more than enough for me. Okay, guys, that wraps up this week's episode of Knock It Off. We thank you so much for taking the time to read and or listen. And if you're enjoying our work and you've been following along, uh, please open yourselves up to sharing it with someone that you love or that's in your life. And just know that these um, pieces are free. Subscription is free at knockitoff.substack.com. We are putting out... A story or an essay every week. And we so love getting to interact with y'all and hearing your feedback. Thanks so much for your time and we will see you next week.